It's been nearly 60 years since the end of the Korean War and the establishment of the demilitarized zone, splitting a once united peninsula in two. Ever since then, the issue of reunification has been a pervasive one in South Korea, shaping its politics, its identity as a nation, and most importantly, its people. But today that's changing, as younger generations of South Koreans find themselves less connected and therefore less passionate about the possibility of a unified Korea. Daniel Shin reports. Kim Byung-ju shares something with many South Koreans in his generation. He has family in North Korea that he's never met. During the Korean War, his parents fled the chaos in the North to settle in the South, leaving behind one life and taking on another. My parents, both of them, uh, came down to South during the Korean War. So in terms of blood, <laughs> full North Korean blood, uh, you know, my uh, genetical competition, I suppose, and... Uh, uh, so North Korea, at the same time, it was a uh, kind of a, a hometown of my parents and also uh, where my relatives, whose faces I, I have not known, uh, have been living. But despite these faraway ties to the North, Kim says he doesn't share much kinship with North Korea. He sees it as a clear threat to the security and safety of South Koreans. As a South Korean living here, born here, as actually in the south, southern part of this Korean peninsula, it was a kind of like a mystique presence uh, to me, which always uh, has posed a threat for our survival as well as our prosperity uh, continuously, in fact. He and hundreds of thousands of others here belong to a generation of South Koreans generally thought to be more wary of their neighbor to the north. This is a typical sentiment among those South Koreans in their late 50s to 60s, according to Professor Lee Soo-hoon of Seoul's North Korean Graduate University. My generation, uh, late 50s and early 60s, and then those who come from the southeastern parts of the uh, country tend to be very conservative domestically. And then in terms of uh, North Korea, they are conservative. And what it means by conservative is that they tend to be hostile toward uh, Chairman Kim Jong-il and perhaps this new, you know, his his son uh, 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 succeeding uh, uh, his father's uh, regime. Uh, They have very, very uh, unfriendly and very uh, hostile posture toward all this kind of behavior and, 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 and the line of politics in North Korea. This is, this is the case, perhaps uh, 8 out of 10 of my age. But there's an almost contradictory aspect to this older generation's relationship with the reclusive North. Even though they're cautious and hostile towards Pyongyang, a majority of them still wish for reunification. In a study conducted last October, the Asian Institute for Policy Studies found that only 5.5% of South Koreans in their 50s were against reunification with the North. The same can't be said for the generation behind them. In a Gallup poll conducted in December, shortly after the death of former North Korean dictator Kim Jong-il, 25% of respondents said they are against unification. It's a reflection of a larger shift in sentiment between older and younger generations. Professor Yi says the younger citizens of South Korea are looking at the future of the peninsula, not in terms of family ties or reconciliation, but in terms of economics. The more younger generation tends to... uh have more interest in what kind of economic cost or economic price that that they have to uh, pay uh, when it comes to the unification or the expenses that are related to the unifying two Koreas. Or to maintain 
peacefully maintain and manage the status quo. 35-year-old An Jae-woo could be classified as a member of that younger generation with no direct ties or direct experience with the often provocative North Korea. Though he shares a sense of kinship with North Koreans, he says that economically, politically and socially, reunification would not be feasible in the near future. Do I feel this, you know, a blood nature of brothership with North Korea? Yes, I do. But does that mean that I'll be, you know, I'll have my arms wide open for their... um, their social status, their, um, well, obviously their, uh, their communist nature, uh, of course not. If there's no balance, um, then it's going to be a huge chaos for both countries. And I don't think that helps any of the two Koreas. 30-year-old Kim Ji-young shares Jae-woo's sentiments. She says that due to the North's ailing economy, unification won't come for a very long time. At this very moment, I don't think we're ready quite yet. But ultimately, we have to... Like, take a long-term view. The key is to take this reunification process in phases. First of all, we have to prop up the ailing north first. And over time, like, allocate the costs in a reasonable manner to all the constituents. So I think it's feasible in the long run, but not right now. There also seems to be an increasing sense of apathy towards North Korea amongst younger South Koreans here, a byproduct of their lack of firsthand experience with the North. Yang Chanuk is a half-Korean, half-African-American 36-year-old who has lived in South Korea for 10 years. Chanuk seems to have acclimated to his and younger generation's apathetic attitude towards the North. He spoke of the lack of reaction from his friends following the Yangpyeong Island bombing incident in November of 2010, when North Korea shelled a South Korean border island in the Yellow Sea. Even when you know North Korea had attacked uh, the islands, uh, I think a year or so back, I still don't really see people in South Korea really worried. And that's that, you know, you you don't walk around, you know, Seoul or anywhere feeling like, oh, well, we're going to be in danger. But I found in South Korea, most people aren't really concerned with that. Despite the large estimated costs that South Korea would have to cover for a unified peninsula, Professor E says that this is a sacrifice that must be made. Unification, yes, that's our goal, but it cannot be achieved overnight. And we have to pay a great deal of price, but, but we cannot you know, take that kind of burden uh, all of a sudden. So it has to be very gradual, and we have to start out from the peacemaking and peace-building and, uh, in, in a sense, it's institutionalizing peace regime on, on the Korean Peninsula. But the question remains, just how much of a sacrifice is this next generation or future generations of South Koreans willing to make for North Korea, a country increasingly becoming more distant from its former brothers and sisters in the South? For America Abroad, I'm Daniel Shin in Seoul.